This is the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. Barstool Talk Daily. Except it's really early in the morning and no booze. For the most part. Thank you so much. Good morning. Good morning. And thank you for joining us today. It is Wednesday. And it is June the 15th. We're about halfway through the month of June already. And uh, about a week away from the uh, official beginning of uh, summer on the calendar. I mean, it's already been in triple digits for a month now. So it feels like we've been in summer for a month. But now it's still, still a week of spring left. Good morning and thank you for joining us today, everybody. We're going to have a lot coming up on the show today. I'll give you a quick preview. Ask a Lawyer with Attorney Justin Underwood. Yeah. Justin's uh, coming up at about an hour and a half. So in the 7 o'clock hour, if you've got a question or you're seeking some kind of uh, advice or guidance from an attorney, Attorney at Law Justin Underwood of Wyatt Underwood Trial Lawyers yeah. going to be our guest. Wyatt and Underwood. He's going to be dropping by. I want to ask Justin about his meat. Supposedly, uh, Justin has gotten really into meat. He's like, like he's a grill master, and he started, I think, entering his his meat in competitions. Yeah, right. So I want to eat his meat. I wanted to ask him about. I drove past their building, uh, which is downtown, and it's Wyatt Underwood uh, Law Partners. But the building that they're in is called Wyatt Plaza. I'm just wondering why Derek got the building named after it. Yeah. (laughs) Good morning, Joanna Barba. Good morning. Since we were uh, talking about the heat, let's check it out today. Find out if it's going to be as hot as what we've had to get used to here over the past couple of weeks. And El Paso weather is brought to you by Wet n Wild Water World. Oh, yeah, 102 for the high temperature today. It's going to stay in triple digits uh, today and tomorrow and probably more likely through the weekend. Sunny today, 102 for the high temperature. Not seeing any rain in the forecast, but tomorrow uh, it is going to get to 101 in the afternoon, but we're going to see a fairly decent chance of some rain in the El Paso coverage area. So a 15 to 20% chance of rain, but that's not until tomorrow afternoon and evening. Uh, and then for Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, uh, sporadic chances of rain, and the highs are going to be right around 100. So, we got a lot of hot weather in store. It is going to be hot. Mm, it is already hot, and right now, Wet n Wild season passes are on sale. The season passes are just $59.99 and available at any area Circle K. You can also get them online at wetwild.com. That's wetwild.com. It is going to be hot, so make the wet and wild plans early and get the best deal on tickets right now with your season passes at Area Circle K stores or at wetwild.com. The U.S. Open gets underway, and golfers are being asked nonstop about this competing tour, uh, the 54 Tour, or LIV tour backed by the Saudi government. And Bob Costas was on CNN and he he just didn't hold anything back. He said, "Yeah, look, it's tough for these guys to get up there and answer questions about human rights abuses and the murder of a journalist 
that uh, the crown prince is responsible for because all they can really say is they gave me a ton of money. Yeah, <laughs> I mean uh, that's they, really what it boils down to. They paid me a to. bunch, right? And Bob Costas is saying it's it's a choice of your morality. Do you expect a bunch of money to basically shill for this? And speaking of shilling for the government, guess who's going to go to Saudi Arabia and meet with uh, Prince Mohammed bin Salman? Phil Mickelson. No. Joe Biden, apparently, the president oh. who once said that he wanted to make Saudi Arabia, especially Mohammed bin Salman, the pariah uh, on the world stage that they should be, I guess a little gas crunch, and he's going to go hat in hand to Saudi Arabia, and he's going to meet with this guy that he called, he said should be considered a pariah, a guy that our intelligence services say was behind the murder of uh, journalist Jamal Khashoggi. But they gave me a bunch of money and gas. <laughs> well, it's almost the same thing. It's like, oh, so now they're not a pariah anymore because we want them to release more of their fuel reserves or whatever. So you're going to go hat in hand over to Saudi Arabia and forget all about that grisly butchering murderer that is Mohammed bin Salman. You know, at the same time, though, I've heard other people say we should just get out of Ukraine uh, oh, we we had a caller say it. I, th- I think who said, "Oh, you know what? I am, I feel bad for the Ukrainians, but my gas budget is is killing me, and le- like we don't need to protect the Ukrainians. That's not our war. Let's just get out of there if it means better gas for us." Uh, sure. Do you remember I, that caller? I, yeah, I remember that caller. I didn't uh, find it very compelling myself. I mean, well, I don't either. But I'm saying uh, apparently, you know. Uh, we're willing to give in or compromise our, if it's going to save you a few bucks at yeah, the pump. I think or so. there, there's at least a, that element or feeling an element yeah. in this country that okay, you know what? If we got to play nice with a bunch of dictators or invaders like Putin, because I cannot like pick, the, pay six dollars right, a gallon dude, anymore. I, I, it's getting so expensive to go on Sunday drives in the <laughs> right. countryside. Um, yeah, so that, that, you know, you could just play clips back of Biden talking about in the, in the election and after the election about how, what a bad dude this Mohammed bin Salman is. And now he's got a trip planned to go over there specifically. He's going to meet with the crown prince. All right, let's find out what else is coming up on the show today. Joanna's going to have entertainment news headed our way later. And Joanna, what do we have coming up in entertainment? Tyler Perry says that being in the middle of Chris Rock and Will Smith is hard. He's also clarifying that he wasn't comforting Will after that Oscar slap, but he was de-escalating the situation. So just so everybody knows, that's what he was doing. He also said that when he went over right after the slap took place, remember he he and Denzel Washington Mm -hmm. got up and it looked like they were comforting uh, Will Smith. But he says Will Smith was he thought in shock, like he couldn't believe what he had just done. I'm like, well, if you think Will Smith was in shock, what do you think was going on with him? Um, all right, Nico, news headlines, anything that I didn't talk about, Sphere Game, what do we have coming up in our headlines today? Uh, Bam Margera is apparently MIA from rehab right now. 
Uh-oh. Yeah, the search is on after he left a sober living slash rehab facility. I think I would be more surprised if the story was uh, Bam is in rehab and is following the rules and everything seems to be going well. I think that would right, have been the more right. oh, oh, that would have uh, shocked me more. That he's in rehab? Well, that he's you know following the rules and not he's trying to escape. Doing I mean, this, everything right. This all sounds very Bam-like, what you're saying. Well, you know, he dropped his lawsuit against the other... Uh, jackass guys it looked like things were kind of on the, his way to recovery uh, but police are now looking for him after he told his manager he wasn't happy with his conditions or his treatment at the facility the only problem bam is there under a court order it's not of his own volition <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so uh police need to get involved and find him let me explain uh, a little bit of the rules. I can give you some more details about the Metallica trip. So this is Airfare Hotel included to see Metallica uh, in Pittsburgh. So you get the trip. Imagine paying for all the gas it would take to get to Pittsburgh and back. It's a good thing we got the air travel <laughs> covered for you. Also, uh, this is a promotion with Metallica's whiskey, Blackened American Whiskey is what it's called. And before the concert... You get to go to a pre-show tasting event hosted by master distiller Rob Dietrich. And it's just not it's not just Metallica on this show. You got Greta Van Fleet and Ice Nine Kills. Sweet. Plus Metallica. So what happens is uh, every day this week between 3 and 7 p.m. So Daniel's going to be on the air. Daniel Paulus is going to play Blackened by Metallica. Once you hear that song start up, you can only enter through the KLAQ mobile app. And you've only got that window of time to go and enter for the contest. you got to be 21 or older to enter because of the whiskey part of the trip, I guess. But we're going to have a winner every day. Every uh, daily winner wins prizes. We've got uh, the blackened whiskey trucker hat and Metallica's hardwired to self-destruct on vinyl. And then we're going to draw one winner for the trip. So five daily winners you got a one in five chance of winning this trip. So be listening when Daniel plays Blackened by Metallica between 3 and 7 every afternoon this week. Get online and enter. And if you are the daily winner, that means you got a one in five chance of winning this trip. One entry per person per day. As I mentioned, must be 21 to enter. Click the Metallica button for all the rules. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. This hour of the Buzz Adams Morning Show is brought to you by Pumping Ink Tattoo at the corner of Dyer and Monroe, just moments from Fort Bliss. You can find them on social media or at PumpingInkTattoo.com. That's PumpingInkTattoo.com. Attorney Justin Underwood on the way later. It's going to be Ask a Lawyer, so if you've got a legal question, have that ready. I'll go ahead and give you the number. Uh, I think it's a little too early to call in, but have the number handy for when Justin does get here. Or if you ever want to call us, if we're doing a contest or you want to talk to us, uh, studio line is open all four hours that we're on the air. And that number is 910-4995. You might have to enter that area code, so it's 915-910-4995. Put you in touch with Ask a Lawyer coming up in about 20 or 30 minutes. Or anytime you want to talk to the morning show. We got the Mo Show calendar and daily almanac of events coming up in just a few moments.
Hey, so last night I was on Hulu and I was watching something new. Joanna, have you seen Keeper of the Ashes? Oh, no, I haven't. <laughs> okay. Ooh, what's this? It's about the Oklahoma Girl Scout murders. <gasps> With Kristen Chenoweth? Yeah. I saw the previews to it. It's actually real good. Ooh. Okay, do you know Never anything about it. this, Buzz? <sighs> Maybe if you refresh my memory, but it doesn't ring any bells right away. When did so, it happen? It happened in 1977. So you would have been... A kid. Yeah, like eight, then seven. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> but that's how old the victims were. They were like eight. Eight-year-old so Lori Lee Farmer, eight, nine-year-old Michelle Heather Gus, and ten-year-old Doris Denise Milner were... And is it a docu-series, like the actors play roles? No, it's a documentary. And what is Kristen Chenoweth? Kristen Chenoweth... come into it? Was uh, grew up in in Oklahoma, right in this county. It's Mays County, Oklahoma. Okay. Do you know where that is? I, I think it's a uh, northeastern, yeah, the northeastern always, part of the state. It would always come up in the tornado warnings and stuff. So she was she was supposed to go on the Girl Scouting trip where well, these girls, Kristen Chenoweth, yeah, were future these, stage of star of stage and screen was Kristen yeah, Chenoweth, and she says, and she was in Girl Scouts, and she says she could have been. Anyway, so it's, she she's the host of the series. Oh my god! And she says it still affects her to this day. Did she know some of the girls who were who were how many girls were were murdered? Three. Oh my god! And they were on a Girl Scout trip uh, at a camp, a camp oh kind god. of yeah. And uh, it, it's a very a strange case. The reason it's coming back up again is because in the seventies, somebody was arrested for it. Man named Gene Leroy Hart. Oh, he's got three names. That's a bad sign. <laughs> <laughs> when well, you throw in the guy's middle name, it's like, yeah, he he probably did it. He, you know, was a, a jail escapee, a local jail escapee who had a history of violence, and he was arrested for the murders. But he was acquitted of the murders in 1979. Well, just this year, new DNA evidence has come out that while it is not. Uh, official, or it's considered officially inconclusive, strongly suggests that he he was and involved with the, it. They, they had the, the guy. guy. Yeah, wow. it's crazy though. And that's on Hulu. You that's say. on Hulu. Keeper of the Ashes with Kristen Chenoweth. Ew, I'm gonna start that. You yeah. recommend it? I do. I, well, I'm not a big, big fan of these true crime things normally. Our big recommendation mm-hmm. right now is keep sweet, obey, and pray. Yeah. And that's all about Warren Jeffs and this community of breakaway Mormon cultists, basically, who had multiple, like the the old man had 20-something wives. Mm-hmm. Warren Jeffs at one point had something like 70 wives, and they would marry him when they were 11, 12 years old. And like half of them were his dad's original wives. He oh, was like marrying he- like his stepmoms. Oh, and then I was reading yesterday that like he was arrested right after pr- performing a, a marriage for some of these girls, and some of them were celebrating their one-year anniversaries already at twelve years old. Yeah, right. Ooh, this went down in Texas, or at least part of it did when they when right. they finally closed in on him and got him. But that's on Netflix, isn't it? Yes. Last night. I got to bed at a reasonable hour, between 8.30 and 9 o'clock, but then at midnight, uh-huh. I'm awake, and I don't know why. So I lay there for 10 minutes, and I figure, you know what, since I'm awake, uh-huh. I'm going to go watch Obi-Wan Kenobi, because there's a new episode on Wednesdays. Uh-huh. 
Well, what time on Wednesdays? Because it was like 12, 15. Uh-huh. No, no new episode of Obi-Wan Kenobi. No? No. Interesting. Does it not go up until it's midnight on Pacific time? Maybe. I would have thought that it would, if anything, it would go up a couple hours earlier, midnight on on East Coast time. <laughs> oh, I'm busting He's so to upset. watch the new He's one. He's so upset right now. <laughs> it sucks, man. You said Wednesday. It is Wednesday, technically. It is. I am. It is Wednesday. I am in the day of wind. Of wind. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they released it at different time zones. The, that's what I was trying to figure out. But we're we're the second to last time. Not counting Alaska or Hawaii, but we're the second to last time zone. Uh, I wish they would just kind of tell you. I'd even sign up for like a text alert. It, it's out. I think you can turn on the push notifications on the app <laughs> lets you know when a new episode is out or something here's uh what else is coming up on tv <laughs> disregards it completely <laughs> <laughs> that sounds complicated in addition to a new episode of obi-wan on disney plus game one of the stanley cup finals stanley cup finals uh get underway it's the colorado avalanche hosting the tampa bay lightning Woo! if the tampa bay lightning win this year's championship that's three seasons in a row a dynasty a three-peat if you will for uh, the tampa bay lightning how did you say dynasty dynasty <laughs> is that what he was trying to say dynasty i thought dynasty was like some term dynasty that. is like i think the fancy british way it's dynasty it, i like being dynasty <laughs> over on uh over on fox tonight at eight so you think you can dance Disney Plus also, in addition to Obi-Wan, has episode two of Ms. Marvel. I haven't heard anything about this. I keep I, seeing the previews for it. It's and, trying to push it on me. But and it does I'm not like, look I'm good. I'm trying to watch a goofy movie. <laughs> well, Netflix might have a goofy series for you. If a you're stand in, out till they notice me. Yes, if you're, go young. If you're ready for something goofy, Netflix has God's favorite idiot. Ooh. Ben Falcone's character is struck by lightning and finds that he's been chosen as a messenger of God to stop an impending apocalypse. Oh, I saw the preview to this. Melissa McCarthy plays his girlfriend, and it's notable, Ben Falcone is Melissa McCarthy's husband. In real life. They're a couple. (laughs) Yeah, they've been a couple for a long time. In fact, he plays the air marshal on the plane in Bridesmaids Bridesmaids. that that she hooks up with. Oh, Okay. That that's her yeah. real life husband. So that's a little peek at what's on TV uh, today and tonight. Let's get to our Mo Show calendar and daily almanac of events. Find out what's going on. Today is June the fifteenth. Today is Native American Citizenship Day. Uh, this date in history, they just declared all Native Americans. Yeah, you know what? You're citizens of the United States. And it was, They're I think like, it was surprisingly uh, yeah. late, like uh, the 1920s. I think it was <gasps> the 1920s before oh they God. ever got around to doing it. Native Americans are like, uh, you are finally part of this place. Right? They're like, uh, yeah, we knew we were citizens here. We've been citizens. Today's National Lobster Day. Mm. And Prune Day. Mm. Oh. You like prunes? No, I don't. I don't guess so. I mean, I always heard you drink prune, prune juice. juice if you need to go to the bathroom. It's right? also sweet and tasty. 
Yeah, but I I thought the whole thing the only reason people eat prune juice is so they can uh they can do an amber herd. <laughs> well, it helps do an amber. <laughs> <laughs> Birthdays today include actor Neil Patrick Harris who's 49. I don't think anybody said a negative thing about Neil Patrick Harris or there was nothing in his history that would be considered like a black mark. Until, Until that, the Amy Winehouse, the Amy Winehouse autopsy cake oh that they goodness. did, which was super realistic and super gory. And what did they do that for? Was that a Halloween party? Yes. Yeah. But like that same year that she died. Yeah. Look up the pictures of Neil Patrick Harris's Amy Winehouse cake. It's in bad taste. It's like they could have just put like this is a corpse. End. Oh no. No, they, they had to put no, like they they put signage on it that said this is supposed to be Amy, Amy Winehouse's House. body. Uh Neil Patrick Harris is 49. Leah Remini, who was on King of Queens and kind of now is associated with breaking away from the Church of Scientology, is oh, 52. Yeah. I thought I read something that she's going to be a judge on one of the, either a singing show or a dancing or juggling or hula oh, hoop show or something. Oh, she's replacing the guy who was texting somebody. Derek Hoff? No, 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 no. Who the hell was texting somebody? Um, uh, the guy from Glee. Oh. Oh, Morrison. There we go. Zach. Matthew. Matthew. <laughs> uh, anyway, Leah Remini's 52. Rapper Ice Cube is 53. Hey, this is a great chance for you to do some of your old material. <laughs> so I was telling Buzz about a joke I had with all the ice-themed rappers out there. Okay. Like, you get a little ice cube, you know, maybe put a little vanilla ice with some iced tea. <laughs> you got some rapper's delight. It's delicious. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> That's funny, Nico! <laughs> <laughs> Courtney Cox, who played Monica on Friends, is 58. And uh, Helen Hunt from Mad About You and uh, movies as well. <laughs> well movie star. Movie, yeah, she, was uh, in movies. she came out in Twister. Come on. Yeah. It's a great movie. She slept with Jack Nicholson. And in, in, in As Good As It Gets. Yeah. Uh, Helen Hunt, 59 today. I actually really like Mad About You. I don't know if that about you guys, but I watched... Loved yeah, it. Yeah, I watched a lot. Paul Reiser. Paul Reiser. Also, I was going to ask, is that the one that had Paul Reiser? attracted to Paul Reiser. I don't know if it's this new season of Stranger Things, but... <laughs> is Paul Reiser in yes. the new... Uh, birthday for Jim Belushi, the brother of John Belushi, who's 68. And he ended up on Saturday Night Live. I honestly have no memory of Jim Belushi from when he was on Saturday Night Live, but I know that I was watching during that time period. And I just, I can't, I don't remember anything that he did on that show. That's how overshadowed by his brother he was. I don't remember a single thing Jim Belushi did on that show. I don't show. think you're alone. And uh, Kansas lead singer Steve Walsh is having a birthday. The voice of Carry On, My Wayward Son, and Dust in the Wind, and most of the uh, well-known Kansas songs. Steve Walsh is 71 today. Uh, this date in history, Arkansas became a state in 1836. It became 
became the 25th state in the Union. Woo! And 30 years ago, in 1992, Vice President Dan Quelt incorrectly corrected an elementary school student during a spelling bee by telling him that he had spelled potato wrong. The boy had spelled it P-O-T-A-T-O, which is right. Right. The vice president at the time, Dan Quayle, insisted that it was P-O-T-A-T-O-E. Oh, my God. Oh, like potato. Yeah. That should be automatically disqualifying for you as president. He he got a lot of heat over that. the, The knock on... Dan Quell is that he oh was God. dumb and not qualified for the job. And this is just the type of thing that just kind of reinforced that. <laughs> also, he he blamed Murph, the TV character Murphy Brown for uh, single for the phenomenon of single motherhood what? in America. <laughs> and that was like right around the same time. So it was what? the potato <laughs> thing. And he also said, well, when you have TV characters like Murphy Brown having kids out of wedlock, that leads to the deterioration of the America. He was a real piece oh of work, God. Dan Quell. I'm sorry, that little boy. Like an idiot. Potato has an E at the end. Right. <gasps> and then what happened to the little boy who was spelling he potato correctly? He went back correct? up to the board and changed it to the wrong spelling just because all the pressure of the vice president telling you you're wrong when you were right. Are you oh, sure no. about this, Mr. Oh, president? Oh, at the time, the little boy went on all the talk shows. He was on Letterman. There weren't as many talk shows. He was on Arsenio. He was on and he Carson grew up to be Captain America, Chris Evans. <laughs> <laughs> he, he didn't, but that was 30 years ago that the potato incident with oh Dan Quayle happened. Uh, one other thing here. Today is very uh, serious moment here. Uh, today is World Elder Abuse Awareness Day. And uh, elder abuse can take many forms. It could be like when somebody pressures an older co-worker to buy them movie tickets and then complains that they're not also buying them drinks and popcorn. I consider that elder abuse. You guys heap that on me all the time. You guys implying that I'm having a stroke when I can't think of the right word at the right time. <laughs> elder abuse. It wasn't that you couldn't think of the right word. You just just stopped talking. You looked like you, you were having a stroke. <laughs> yeah, this is elder abuse right now that you guys are doing. You guys really need to raise your level of awareness of elder abuse before it gets you in real hot water. Okay. All right, that's all I'm saying. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. And I'm going to go ahead and say the phone lines are open. If you've got a uh, legal question, it's time for Ask a Lawyer with our Chief Legal Affairs Correspondent. Justin Underwood yeah! from the law offices, Wyatt Underwood, trial attorneys. Good morning, everybody. Good to see Justin, right, Buzz? Yeah, man. Justin uh, was saying that he he watched the uh, the Mormon uh, oh, documentary man. on Netflix. That, that thing is so creepy. So, yeah. and I was telling, Do you remember when it was going on? Yeah, yeah. You were probably so, like just out of college or in college right out of law school. Yeah. And so, I, I have some very good friends who own a ranch down in El Dorado. And so uh, we've actually hunted the property, not not the, the the fundamentalist tract of land, but their their tract of land, um, their ranch is about seven miles from it. And so I texted him yesterday, and I go, "Did you know this was there?" And he goes, "Oh yeah, absolutely." And I said, "Have you ever encountered these people? Or you ever talked?" He's like, "No, no one I know has." Uh, but he says, "But the buildings and everything are still out there, and apparently there's people who still live out there." Can you we're still practicing that I, very, very I, peculiar form of 
Mormonism. Uh, you know, I, bigamy is illegal in Texas, right? And so I don't know. I don't know what goes on out there. Obviously, I've never been out there. But he he says that the buildings are still intact. Um, I can only fathom a tract of land that big with that type of construction had to have cost tens of millions of dollars, right? Well, I guess they had plenty of cash. The tons didn't of talk cash. about they ran all these businesses. Right. And- they got all their members who owned any businesses to turn their businesses over to the church, right? Yeah. Uh it was a it was a stu- and I remember when it was a huge story. Absolutely it was huge. You know, and it wasn't that all that far from the, here. The trial ha- actually happened in San Angelo. Mm-hmm. That's that's where the the trial took place. And a couple of the prosecutors who used to work in that office, one of them I went to law school with, and um, yeah, it was a huge story and just bizarre. But the but the, the, Netflix the local, makes it so creepy. I guess the local police and people who would yeah. enforce the law were all in, in the pocket of I, I, of this it, it, it just, sect. Every 10 minutes that goes by in the, in the Netflix thing, it just something gets else more bizarre you, right. and more bizarre. Have you guys, uh, the other thing I was going to ask you guys, have you guys watched Sons of Sam on Netflix? Uh, no. no. Is it about the David Berkowitz? Yes, Berkowitz? it's about David Berkowitz. And, it's and his about, dog? Yes. Well, it wasn't his dog. It was his neighbor's the dog. The neighbor's dog, right. But, Famously. And it commanded him to it's, do things? They, so so the story, it's really good. It's it's like a five-part series. Super good. But it, it, there's an investigative reporter who it just doesn't sit with it. He's like, there's no way that he acted alone. Because some of the sketches, some of the early sketches, they don't look like David Berkowitz at all. And then they had, an, they had two eyewitnesses at one of the shootings where they give a composite sketch, a description. It doesn't look like him at all. And so he starts digging into this. It appears that he did not act alone. And at some point in time, a cat in, was in the, the last accomplice. 10 years or something like a cat. It was, or was very, a, very, a hamster. Very, a parakeet. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, but apparently in the last 10, 15 years, Berkowitz has said, I didn't act alone and then recanted that. It, it ah, is, it's really good. Really good. Hey, Justin, uh, quick side note. I've, I've seen you doing a lot with your meat lately. What are yes. you up to with your meat? So this weekend, I'm glad you asked. This this Happy Father's Day early to all, all our fathers oh, out yeah, there. Back at you. But uh, thank you, thank you. But um, so Sunday, we are going to do JBU Barbecue. We're going to do uh, briskets and ribs at Anson 11 downtown. We're going to do mm. it, I think it's from 11 to 5. There's a Chihuahuas game that night. So if you guys want to do uh, eat some good barbecue right that, that we make. Anson's going to do all the sides. I'm going to do the, the brisket and the ribs. Where are you? Where are they going to set you up? You gonna uh, I'm going yeah, to set my smoker up right out in front, so we'll be there super early on Sunday morning. Um, so if you guys want to bring me coffee, that would be great. Yeah, sure. um, yeah, we'll set up super early and get the ribs going. The briskets will already be cooking overnight. And so, uh, yeah, that's what we're doing. You're taking it real serious, man. Taking- uh, you know, it's 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 a I lot of fun. I think I'm going to see you on on one of these Food Network cooking man, shows. You know, going up against the guy who founded Famous Dave or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone keeps asking me, "Are you going to quit practicing law and go barbecue full time?" And I'm like, "Hell no, I can't afford the barbecue stuff if I quit practicing law." <laughs> <laughs> Here's the telephone number if you've got a legal question. I like to preface this by saying this is not. Uh, you know, uh, anything like a full legal consultation, we're only hearing your side of the story. So the more honest about things you can be, the more help. But, uh, you know, it's a great way to get pointed in the right direction or let you know, you know, if there's, if there are steps you can take and what you should do. Uh, so here's the telephone number to give us a call. It's 910-4995. 
sometimes you have to dial the area code now. That's a thing that happens. So 915-910-4995, and we'll put you on. You can ask Justin a question. He will, to the best of his ability, give you an answer. Absolutely. Point you in the right direction. If you want to talk about Top Gun Maverick, I'm game for that, too. (laughs) I don't want to do any spoilers, but my God, that movie is so good. I said that Top Gun Maverick kind of was retelling Star Wars, the first Star Wars. It it is. With the sun. And and, uh, and they're going in, well, the sun, yeah, and the the older mentor, but also like the whole mission that they have to accomplish was basically like... It's the Death Star scene uh, with with, uh, Super Hornets. Yeah. It's so good. The Penny Benjamin thing. They, they almost. It's yeah, just right. perfect. You know, it's just perfect. Penny Benjamin is hot. Oh my god! Didn't I? I text you guys like the night we went and saw <laughs> yeah, it after it was done, and I was if like, "This doesn't win, this an, Academy does not Award. win an Academy Award. I'm done." So the character of Pit, Penny Benjamin is only talked about in twice. the first. Is is only talked about in the first movie. In the first and movie, he, twice. He, right. I guess stole a jet and took uh, an admiral. Penny, was it an admiral or admiral's a, daughter, Penny yeah, Benjamin? Right. So Penny Benjamin shows up, and guess what? It's Jennifer. Conley. And she is, she looks very good for, for Penny Benjamin. Goldie, uh-huh. no, it's, it's not Goldie Hawn, right? No, not Goldie Hawn. It's Meg Ryan. Meg Ryan, who is Goose's, Goose's wife. wife. So in the scene where they're playing great, or he's playing the piano in the bar, yeah. uh, Meg Ryan tells Tom Cruise, oh, he told me all about the time you went ballistic with Penny Benjamin. Yeah. That's that's the second time. The other one is where uh, um, Stinger is yelling at him. You've got a series of high-speed passes and one with an admiral's daughter. And Goose leans over and goes, Penny Benjamin? <laughs> I was doing the math on that. So if if Maverick oh, yeah, was in we... his 20s, right when he went to yeah, we uh, Top Gun school, and Jennifer Conley is at least 10 years younger than Tom Cruise, that would have made Penny Benjamin around 14 right. or 15. Right. 16 tops. 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 That Tom Cruise. If your dad hasn't seen Top Gun Maverick and your dad is in the age range of 40 to 70. Yeah, it's just. Take your dad to see Top Gun Maverick for Father's Day. Oh, my God. If you, so any, any dad in that age group so would good. love it. The, the fight scenes. The thing that I love the most They don't about play the movie, volleyball. They they don't. They play They're playing else. football. football and at, and at that point, I was saying, these Hollywood types don't even know how to play football. They got two footballs. <laughs> they're like, they're running <laughs> offense at the same time. But the the scenes, what, what blows me away is the actors' faces when they're doing the, the flight scenes. That's their real faces when these Top Gun pilots are like breaking their bones in these cockpits. There's some oh, yeah. parts where it looks like their faces are melting. That's real footage from I've when done they that took before. it. Oh, have you? With the uh, the Thunderbirds. Did you throw up? No, but I could tell they were trying to make me. Yeah. I could tell that's a thing. Oh, yeah, they try. Like, uh, I didn't, but I did as soon as I got clear of... <laughs> Where anybody you held could it see. together right. just to uh... because it's not just the pilots they they have like ground right. crew there right. there, were, there were probably forty forty people there when I did it and it was like I got through thanked everybody and there's I must have been really green around oh, the gills yeah. and I, I thank you everybody I, I swear I didn't hear them say it but there was money riding I, I was just about to say there's pee. absolutely money on riding on whether or not they make the the, the person sick. Let's uh, go ahead and take a call. We already have a call for uh, Justin Underwood for Ask a Lawyer. We'll have to take a break after this one, but uh, give you time to call in. Once again, that number is 915-910-4995. And 
Let's talk to... I want to make sure I go in the correct order. So Joey's up first. Hi, Joey. Morning. Morning, Joey. What's hey, Joey. going on? I'm currently at work. How are you guys? We're currently at work as well. <laughs> <laughs> Just a couple of guys sitting at work, you know. But what, what's going on uh, that you need advice from a lawyer about? I actually have been struggling with something recently because my mom married somebody who I'm really not fond of based solely on the fact that he disclosed some information to her that was none of her concern. He... Whoa, hold on. So your mom marries yeah. a, a guy who I guess technically is your stepdad, but you don't like him based on something he revealed to your mom. Correct. Okay. okay. Right. I just want to make sure I was getting it all correct. Yeah. So what he actually told her was something that I told him in confidence, and I did not think that he would actually Reveal open to up mom. to her about it. Okay. Mm-hmm. I found out about three years ago that I was HIV positive, and it's not a death sentence. Not anymore. Not at all. Yeah, good for you. And I was still coming to terms with it, so I slowly started branching out and asking people about it. Sure. How I can deal with it, yada, yada, yada. Uh, Got close to him, told him about it, and he said, wow, this is something that your mom needs to know. And I'm thinking... No, it's not. Right. She has no real need to know any of this. How old is your mom, Turns Joey? Out, she is, uh, I think, 42. Okay. 41. Okay. So we're all adults here. Like, there's sure, no ab- reason. Yeah, absolutely. And we'll come to find out that here in New Mexico, and I guess they're in Texas, there's pretty similar laws as far as disclosing this information yes. and it being a legal matter. So I want to know if there's anything that I should do because this happened maybe a year and a half ago and I still can't get over this. Well, let me let me ask you this question. That. Yeah, that's pretty crappy. It, it, it is. It, that's husband, that's sure. just crappy, man. That's just not, you know, you don't disclose, especially when you're told something in confidence, you know. And it, it sounds like that if that he said, to I got to tell your mother, I'm sure you, you stressed to him how much you did not want him to do that. Right. right. Um, I did. Let me ask you this. How is your relationship with your mom now? Um, as of the past 48 hours, I brought it up to her, and it's been but I'm really, really close to my mom. Now, did he, this is kind of personal, and I, you know, I don't mean to overstep here, Joey, but did he out you as part of that? Was that part of what was going on as well? Yes. Okay, so yeah, your I mean, mom didn't so, know you were gay and certainly didn't know well, that you were HIV and, positive. And, you know, information and stuff like that, that's very personal, it's very private, and that's, that's not... Yeah, Joey, that's person, not your stepdad's a, news to share. That's a, your news to share. On a personal level, the stepdad's definitely in the wrong legally what what Right. About. So my you would have to put a monetary number on damages. Anytime there's a you can always file a lawsuit for anything, right? Like whether it survives or not is is a whole other matter. To me, it does sound like you mm. do have something actionable. But you're going to have to prove matter it would definitely it's, definitely not criminal. Not um, criminal. It would be a civil matter. But I will tell you this, Joey, if you're going to have to prove some type of damages, whether that be emotional distress, if somebody, the other thing is this, does your stepdad have any money? Yeah, he does. He has uh, a bit, but I mean, I'm not necessarily doing it out of fight or anything like that. I'm doing it because of the fact that 
at the time, my mom was very ignorant. She did not know a whole lot about the disease. She thought I was sure. going to die. Which is not true. So that, yeah, and so that's the reason why I wanted to seek legal help, because of the fact that it has been causing me so many issues. Mental, there you go. Well. I mean, so mental anguish does have monetary. Yeah, sure. you sure can. So let me ask this question. When, when did your stepdad reveal this to your, to your mom? This was about a year and a half, maybe two years ago. So we've had some like, time on it. Yeah. Um, this is what I would tell you. It, the main thing that I care about more than anything else is your relationship with your mom. I, I, everything else is just collateral issues. Have you had what kind of relationship have you had with your stepdad since then? None whatsoever. Yeah. Any kind so, yeah. Of so why would you ever share or right. tell any? I I don't see any point in talking to him again. I, after I that kind of betrayal. I agree. Yeah. He is. If he's still married to your mom, which I'm assuming that he is, right? Um, there's going to be a, a strain on that relationship with your mom just because of that fact. Um, yep. I don't anticipate that your mom is going to divorce him over this. Um, I also think that it's important. I mean, I mean, what you said a minute ago about your mom not being educated, I, I do think people in this day and age do need to be educated about certain things that, they're, that they don't know about, like the, the medications that you can take, like the fact that you can live a normal, healthy life for the rest of your life, as long as you are, are with the care of a medical provider. Um, and I'm assuming you're doing that, right? You're taking care of yourself? Oh, yeah. It's okay, been good. three and a half years now. Good, so, yeah. I mean, I mean, other than that, fine. you know, that, that's, that's your business. But, I, you know, you should absolutely do that. The only thing that I could think of, um, there, are, there are a couple of guys in town. Um, I'm going to give you my email address. Shoot me an email, Joey. Um, shoot me an email today if you want, and I can try and get you in contact. There's two guys that I can think of right now who I don't know if they have the answer, but they're the guys who will have the answer. Because this type of – you're not going to have – in lawsuits, we talk about damages, right? Like if there's a car crash or something, obviously your injuries and your property damage. Okay, so we can associate monetary amounts with that damage, right? Emotional damage, um, I would agree. I, I would, uh, if I was sitting on a jury, which I never get to sit on juries because I'm a lawyer, um, but if I was, if I was somebody uh, hearing what you're telling us and the fact that it's still bothering you, uh, you know, what, a year and a half, two years later, that's something that is, that is I, I emotional. Buy, I would buy I, mental I, anguish. Me too. Lost sleep. Me too. Loss of a relationship with your, with Abs- your mother. Absolutely. And the loss of the relationship with your mother can compound that emotional distress. <clears throat> All right, so... Uh, shoot me, shoot my, me an email. Okay. I'm going I'm to give you my email, jbulaw915 at gmail.com. jbulaw915 at gmail.com. Joey, shoot me an email today, um, buddy, and I'll, I'll get you in touch with, with a couple of my buddies and see if they can, if they can make anything work I there. guess the only thing that occurs to me, Joey, and you weren't calling for my advice, so you could tell me to shut up if you want to, but... <laughs> This might put your mom in a position where now she's really got to pick sides and it might damage your relationship with your mother further, but you've got to do what you think is right. But I will tell you this. You you said you're close with your mom, right? I am. I mean, the most important thing, and and anybody who who does this for a living, I would be stunned if any lawyer who does this for a living tells you that the main concern that we would have... Keep the relationship with your mom. I don't care about your stepdad. Obviously, that guy's not trustworthy. Obviously, he earned your trust and and you know and did that. And so, obviously, that's not cool in any facet of of life, not just in a in a role where he's your stepdad. But I would absolutely, at all costs, try and keep the relationship with your mom um, because your mom will always be your mom, 
no matter what. Yeah. All right, Joey, you get that uh, email? Yep. JBULaw915 okay. at gmail.com. Yeah, that's it. All right. Cool. Thanks, buddy. All right. Good luck, Joey. Talk to you Thanks soon, so man. Much, guys. So, uh, that sucks. if somebody shares something and I know it's in confidence, whether it, they say it straight out, you know, I don't want this getting around. Right. Or if I, you know, clearly I understand that it's supposed to be confidence. Sure. What kind of things would you breach that confidence over? If I mean, the, the number like, one thing in, in Joey is sexually transmitted diseases. No, no. What like if somebody told you something, uh-huh. and I was like, I know I told you this was in confidence, but I need to let somebody know. Is there anything that somebody could tell you in confidence? Unless they're a lawyer, no. <laughs> Unless they're a lawyer, because everything you tell us. I my duty is to you, so I don't to to guarantee someone's silence. Is that kind of what you're asking me? I don't know. I mean, if somebody told me, say they were a, a you know a younger person, is like uh-huh. I'm I'm having suicidal thoughts. Sure. I might think. Listen, I know okay. I told you it was in confidence, but I feel like you need to talk to somebody so, about that. So there are there. I'm not the one to write. That, that's out, a I guess. great. That, that's that's a great question. There are exceptions to that type of rule. If you think that the person is going to hurt themselves or hurt somebody else. Say something to somebody. If somebody told you in confidence, I'm having thoughts about doing a mass shooting. Or something. I would absolutely, right. unequivocally, like, listen. I respect disclose that. confidence, but there are some things that there are. There is. There are a few. There's exceptions. a greater responsibility. So, that's one of the few exceptions. Good. 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 But something topic personal, about, like you know, I'm gay and I contracted HIV and I'm living with it. That's yeah, you, not you the kind. Can't really that, disclose that to somebody. Absolutely. Not. Absolutely not. But if if even as a lawyer, because of the confidentially confidentiality that we have with our clients, if a client tells me that they're going to hurt someone or they're going to hurt themselves. Themselves, that's that is an exception to you can I in fact I'm duty bound yeah. duty bound to inform somebody. All right, uh here's the number again to give us a call. It's ask a lawyer with attorney Justin Underwood at 915-910-4995. That's 915-910-4995. And I want to ask you about a development when we come back in a murder case against a f- former uh, or involving a former employee, yes. Rick, Rick, uh, Rick Madrigal, yep. who was killed a few years ago. They overturned the conviction yes. of the guy that they sent to prison for killing Rick. Yes. And I just want to ask you some sure. questions about the finer points of that and what sure. you know. And we'll continue to take phone calls on Ask a Lawyer coming up right after this. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. And uh, we're going to get to some more phone calls here. It is uh, this hour Brought to you by Pumping Ink Tattoo, corner of Dyer and Monroe. That's just moments away from Fort Bliss. You can find them on social media or at PumpingInkTattoo.com. That's PumpingInkTattoo.com. It's Ask a Lawyer with attorney Justin Underwood. We got these calls. I, uh, you know, I brought up a couple other things I, I want to talk about while you're still here, but let's uh, get to the calls. Sure. First of all, I appreciate people taking time to call in, so Absolutely. I don't want to leave people on hold longer than I have to. This is Aaron, who has a question. Uh, hi, Aaron. Aaron, I I can hear. Maybe, can hear Aaron, listen, if you can hear me, you might be going through, like, over Trans Mountain or around UTEP, UTEP. or something. Notoriously I'm going to put you on bad. hold for a second, see if we can get the call back a little. Can you hear me, Aaron? Yeah. 
Yeah, I've noticed there are some spots in town right around, right around and, Utah you know and it's right not, at the top of Trans Mountain. It's not every vehicle I have. Like some, right. in some of my vehicles that I've had, it works fine. Yeah. Another no, Utah for me is real. Also, by the uh, sewage, sewage sewage treatment plant on I ten, mm. like by between Sunland Park and Executive, right in there. Occasionally, I lose service too. So here is Josh. Hi, Josh. Hi, how you doing? Doing good, Josh. You got a question uh, for Justin Underwood this morning? Yes, right. I actually do. All right. Hey, Josh. <laughs> how you doing? Go for it, man. Okay. Well, me and I'm going through a divorce with my soon-to-be ex. Okay. And she's called CPS on me three times so that I look bad when it comes to custody. Okay. And so let, me all ask, come okay out let me stop right out. there. Let me ask you this. Has CPS done anything in response to these calls? They've come and talked to me and have, multiple times. Have they closed it every time? They've closed it every time. They've You're, ruled it out. Let it, let her call ten more times. You think that makes you look? I would think, I, yeah, I would be like, it's I mean, going to look bad. I had CPS called on me a lot of times. She is using that as a weapon because she's got an axe to grind, and it's showing bad faith on her part. So that I, I will tell you um, is not a is not a bad thing. It's uncomfortable for you, and it's a pain in the you know what for you to have to go through. But as far as you know, things that your lawyer could use in court. Absolutely, because that shows the intent of the other party. I mean, it definitely does not sound like this is going to be an amicable, amicable oh, split. I, so, I'm assuming I mean, it's not, right, you're, Josh? You're prepared for a for a rough go of it, I hope. Oh, definitely. I mean, I mean you've about- got you've got representation. I mean, yes, okay, I, I do have I do have somebody. I did find somebody, good. but this is just. One of those questions that I was just like, well, just popped in my yeah, head. No, yeah, no, that's a it's, good question. But like I said, think about it. Take yourself out of the equation for a minute. Let's say you're listening to a case between two people who are getting divorced, and one spouse, because they're getting divorced, keeps calling CPS on on the other party. Now, when CPS you said, has come out multiple times and said there's nothing going on. When you said they did they close it, what is that? CP, so to? CPS, when they close a case, CPS can do all kinds of things. They can open a case. They can monitor you. They can but send close you to a case means close we went it out, means we, we haven't done anything and we're just closing the case. And that's going to reflect. It's not going to reflect poorly on Josh. No. but it will reflect poorly on on the spouse. Correct. Because you've got, I'm assuming all three times CPS has, has taken no action, right? Correct. They've taken yeah, no action. You're, I, I, let her just keep being a pain in the you know what, because that will, that those those chickens will come home to roost at some point. Just, okay, just make sure it's all documented. It's pretty easy with CPS because they document everything. But I would definitely let your lawyer know that, that this is going on um, so that they can, you know, they can, they can issue subpoena and get those records really easy. Now don't be okay. don't be provide don't be provoked into anything. You know right, what I mean. Right. Keep go, your cool. Keep and, your you know, cool at all costs. And I'll tell you this: Do you know why divorce is so expensive, Josh? Because it's worth it. And a boy. <laughs> anything else, Josh? While you got uh, Mister Underwood here, uh, is there any? I mean, if she's continuing to do this, is there like a legal action I can take against her to like stop yes, it? Yes, you could get a divorce. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately. <laughs> Uh, you had a, a child or children. I don't know if there's one or two or three or ten. I don't know. But you you have procreated with this other person. And so I'm going to tell you this. We tell all our clients this. It's not the kid's fault that you guys don't get along anymore. And you exactly. two are going to be parents for those children for the rest of their lives. Yeah, um, exactly. You can't ever keep her from calling CPS. But I would tell you this. Keep the... Uh, 
the parting to a minimum when the, the children are obviously coming or going or going to be around? Definitely. All yeah. right. Yep, that, that's pretty much all I got. You Thanks. stay on the straight and narrow, and you're going to come out okay. There's a time and place for partying, and it's called Las Vegas. <laughs> okay. All right, Josh. Yeah. Best Take of luck care, with, Josh. with everything going Good luck, on. man. Um, so I guess part of our thing is we assume, you know, when the person's calling in, we, we take people at their word. Absolutely. You know, Josh is saying this is happening. Absolutely. So, you know, we really can't yeah. adjudicate anything because Josh you don't sounds have pretty level headed. Right. So, right. Uh, let's take a break. We'll get caught up and then uh, see if we got Aaron back and any other calls that we have. One more segment coming up of Ask a Lawyer with attorney Justin Underwood from the, uh, law firm of Wyatt Underwood Trial Lawyers. And we'll have more of Ask a Lawyer coming up next. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. Well, we always just get uh, great calls, and I feel like, uh, Justin, when you talk to folks, you're you're able to sometimes allay some of their fears or, you know, Tell that, them what to expect. That's and, exactly, you know, exactly why we do what we yeah, do. I, and I, I enjoy when you me. come in and do this on the show. Uh, let's get a couple of, uh, let's get these, uh, I don't know if they're going to be two or three. Let's, let's find out if Aaron's got a better signal. Aaron, can you hear me now? Yes, I can hear you. Okay, okay. great. Hey, Aaron, go ahead. How You're on with you Justin. Kidding? Doing fantastic. What do you got for Justin? Okay. So in 2014, I was in a car accident. It was a drunk driving accident. I was hit and I had injuries. I'm today still suffering from those injuries. The case has been closed. Do I still have leeway on those on that case? The short answer is going to be injuries. The short answer is going to be no. Did Did you have a lawyer back in 2014 or 15 when it happened? Yes, I did. And did you settle uh-huh. the case? The The case was settled and yeah. it was closed. You're done. Because what happens is when you okay. settle it, you you sign releases of liability as part of the settlement agreement, and so. On top of that, and everyone should know this, on car crash cases, on civil cases, you usually only have two years from the date of the accident to actually file suit. What happens on personal injury cases is a lot of times, I would say most of the time, if we can establish that the other driver is at fault, the other insurance company will accept liability, and we're able to resolve it almost all the time without having to file a case, right? You only have two years okay. from the date of the accident to file it, but when you settled that case, part of that settlement will, will be you releasing them from liability. And so even if you didn't, which I know that you would have, because insurance companies would, before they give you any money, will make you sign that document, you would only have two years from the date of the accident to, to file it anyway. So it's over. It's done. Okay. Oh, okay. All right. All right. Thank you very much. All right, Aaron. Much. You got it, man. Thanks for the call. Take care. Let's talk to uh, Vance. Hi, Vance. Hey, how's it going? Doing good, Vance. Justin Underwood is here. He will answer your legal questions. Uh, queries so what do you have for him hey vance um recently my girlfriend's 17 year old son had moved to an apartment complex and um he'd only been there a couple days when he parked his all-wheel drive subaru uh up on the concrete like i guess close to the sidewalk whatever Uh, basically they said his tires were touching the sidewalk teenagers when the tow truck company came and towed his car they towed it and basically tore the drivetrain right out of it, and we're trying to figure out who's at fault for this. Is it is, is he able to sue them? Is he able to... You, you know, should be able to, to at least 
ruffle some feathers enough that, I mean, they have to have, they can't just destroy your car. They're there to tow it, not to, to damage right. it. Um, right, and an all-wheel drive vehicle is supposed to be taken off I, on a record. I'm, right. There's gouge marks in the concrete. There's pictures we've taken. Um, you can see the transmission fluid all over the street where the drivetrain fell out of the bottom of the car. Uh, he just paid it off, you know. When, and, so, and, and when, we don't have a car Vance, when did this happen? Uh, about three, four days ago. And did you, did you guys get the vehicle back yet? Yes, he got the vehicle back. And, um, you know, it was, uh, it was after he got it back that he drove it. He was leaving the, the yard that the, the vehicles were parked at, you sure. know, the, the tow truck yard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was on his way home that the drivetrain just fell out the bottom of his car. I would do this. I would take it to Subaru, get an estimate of what it's going to cost to um, – to fix it, you know, get an estimate from the repair shop. I would confront the the first thing that I would do because you're going to put them on notice anyway. Is confront the tow truck company and say, "Listen, you guys caused these damages to our vehicle. What are we going to do?" When they tell you, right. "Oh, we're not going to do anything," then yeah, I, w- I would shoot me an email and I'll put you in touch with the guy you need to get in touch with. Now, when you say you need to confront, could that be a phone call or um, it which can is the be best it, letter? T- typically, is a letter. Yeah. Typically, is a letter because okay. in the letter you can lay out. On this day, ABC happened. On this day, ABC happened. And on this day, the drivetrain fell out the you-know-what. Vance should be ready for right. them to say, I would, we're Vance, not I pay. Would, yeah, I would, I would and imagine. And then you probably have to get a lawyer. But he, you have to also understand this. Uh, wrecking companies have insurance companies. So they're right, required right. by and law to have insurance coverage. Have insurance. Yeah, so they're required by law to have coverage. Uh, you know, they, they you might also just be able to make a claim against their insurance company because sometimes, you know, it, it, instead of them paying $30,000 in lawyer's fees, if it costs four grand to get it fixed or whatever, it's just much cheaper uh-huh. just to get it fixed. How about the uh, how about the apartment manager giving a tenant, uh, you know, like a friendly reminder or word of warning first before Lord. they call them well, that was the thing too that he'd only been there a couple of days and it was the the office management that that called the tow truck company it happened in the middle of the day it wasn't like it was you know at night where he parked in the wrong spot that wasn't his or something he just parked closer than he was supposed to and his tires were touching the concrete so they said he was in violation and that they're not liable since he was uh parked illegally he's so he's 17 is he he's not living there by himself obviously right no no he's got a roommate how old's the roommate uh, twenty three, twenty four. Okay. okay, yeah that that would that would be my plan of action, man. No, I, I would get it. Go after first. not after the apartment managers who called the tow I truck. I mean, sure, if you want to start looking for a new place to live. <laughs> right, mean, right, yeah, that's what we've said. Too. There's, can you? Absolutely. You always have to think about collateral issues when you try to get involved in legal action. Always, but you think the tow truck? I, I mean, would, would be pretty. They've pretty got, simple. That's what they have insurance for. Mm-hmm. Anybody who knows anything yeah. about mechanics, if it's an all-wheel drive, and I would imagine the, the Subaru's, it usually says AWD somewhere on the vehicle, right? Yes, yes, yes. So, my, I, I would, I would send them a letter. I would ask them in the letter. I would also ask them to refer you to their insurance carrier with contact information mm-hmm. because. You're not going to recover money from the, the tow truck company. You're going to recover money from the insurance company. Yeah. So I, right. I would absolutely in that letter, Vance sent. You know, on this day, this is happened. This is what happened. You towed this car at this time. 
we picked it up on this day when you you, you towed it you know take pictures too take you said there's gouge marks and stuff go take pictures of that yes, stuff yes yes yeah. taking some pictures yes sir. go take right. pictures of that stuff Vance and include it in the letter and uh, good luck and follow up with me if you need to man my other question is is, is if there's cameras around the apartment office building is there a way to have them give us the footage of the tow truck you can go you can do? certainly go and ask them whether they give it to you or not i don't know uh, but you can right. certainly make that a request as a resident of the uh, – but I would have the 21-year-old the who, who lives there, who I'm assuming his name is on the lease. I would have that yep. person request it. Okay. Because exactly. they are the actual renter. Yeah, because, I mean, the other thing is, too, when you Google how to tow an all-wheel drive vehicle, the first thing it says is it's got to be a wrecker or a flatbed. And right. then the last thing it says is if you don't, it will cost – Great damages to your drivetrain. So, I mean, like, I just, you would think that they would know better. So you you mean to tell me that the, the person who towed it is not a NASA engineer? <laughs> yeah, but if you're a right, tow right, truck yeah, driver, yeah, you ought to you know would that, think, that's a basic I mean, you would towing think that, thing. Right? I mean, I don't know it, but it yeah. sounds like a tow truck yeah, driver no, I mean, And they've got these big flatbeds where they they tilt the bed up and they hook it to a... Right All right, best of luck, Vance. Good I, luck, Vance. I Keep think you posted, got a good man. shot at this one. Thank y'all. All right. Uh, one more call. Joanna, one more call. Uh before we have to start wrapping things up, and it is Nick who has a question for Ask a Lawyer. You're on with Justin Underwood. Nick, go ahead. Hi. Uh, I have another issue with uh, some apartments. I moved out from about a year and a half ago, or probably a little bit less than that. Okay. Um, they stopped me with $2,500 in damages to the flooring. Now, the problem with that is it is the absolute cheapest vinyl flooring that you could, <laughs> right. you could get yeah. yeah i i actually literally tripped on it one day and ripped it um so the whole the, i lived there about four years and they told me that the expected lifetime of this vinyl was about five years and uh the damages to it would be prorated or subtracted from that uh based off of how long how old the uh the vinyl was also while i was there uh we had some neighbors multiple times uh uh had issues with the water heaters, and uh, well, there was a lot of water that flooded into our apartment as a result of that, and that also damaged the vinyl. Yeah, you're not responsible for um, that. Yeah. So so when I moved out, um, they slapped me with uh, $2,500 to uh, basically repair it. When you say slapped and, you um, with, what they do? Just give you a letter and said you owe us this money? Yeah, and then uh, they have an itemized list, and and twenty five hundred of it was for the uh, the damage to the flooring. But they haven't, they have not sued you or anything yet, right? No, no, not as far as I know. They they sent it, they did send it to collections because I've tried to contact them a couple times about it. Uh, all of a sudden, now they're saying that the expected lifetime of that vinyl flooring is seven to ten years, which uh, is it doesn't. Uh, line up with what they told me the entire time I was living there. Well, I, I here's, um, the, here's the thing. People who own apartment complexes and companies that own these buildings, they do have a duty to their tenants to maintain um, safe areas and to do... Most people who live in apartments, they don't redo their kitchen, right? Because it's not your your apartment. <laughs> right. If you can, you said a minute ago that you can, pre, that there has been multiple issues with water leakage into the flooring, right? Mm-hmm. I, here's what I would do first. Correct. I would. Do you still talk to those people? Do you have their contact information? Uh, yeah, I can, I can get it. I would track them down and ask them to give you a statement saying, "Hey, we lived at these apartments with you on these between these dates." Get a letter from them saying our water, 
water heaters leaked. It caused damage to everyone's flooring, or it leaked directly into his apartment. It leaked the flooring there. Um, them turning it into collections is kind of crappy because they didn't even really try to, you know, they didn't even really try to recover. They usually only, I mean, they only have two years to file a, a suit against you for for the monetary damages, right? So it sounds to me like you're mm-hmm. you're well on your way for that being passed. Um, but what I would do is I would get those letters from the, I, I, I assume your question is how do you get it off your credit, right? Right. I mean, I, I, I want, I want them to, uh, basically give me a, an itemized bill of what they paid for material <laughs> okay. and labor costs. So put, have you put that in writing? Have you put that in writing to demand no, that from them? I, I should. It sounds like put Nick- it in writing. Yeah. What you do is put it in writing. I'll tell you exactly how to write this letter. Get those letters from the other tenants about the water heater so you can attach them to the letter you're going to send. Tell them that you are you are acknowledging that they have made a claim and that you are, uh, uh, in response to their claim, um, you're going to respond with the fact that, you know, water heaters have damaged the floor. And I've got statements here from witnesses, um, but also that you would, you know, demand an itemized bill from them. They're not going to give it to you if you don't ask them. And then what you can do, typically, almost all the time, they're willing to settle for something. Much less. Uh, usually. I mean, vinyl flooring, I mean... My experience with living in It doesn't in last that long. The, the new vinyl flooring is completely different, right? It's, but I'm going I'm to make an assumption that the vinyl flooring that was in your apartment is not this, this new... Well, wood- what it sounds like Nick stuff. is saying is that that vinyl flooring, the whole new job wouldn't be $2,500 How big such the, cheap material. How big, how big was the apartment? Uh, the, the whole apartment was, I think, just... Uh, just above 700 square feet. Yeah. And well, uh, here's the other thing. You're, you're not responsible for reflooring the entire apartment. You're only responsible for fixing the damage that you caused. Normal wear and tear is excluded from that. Yeah. All right. Uh, Nick, did you did you follow all that? Yeah. Yeah, I appreciate it. Yep. Yeah, good okay. luck, Nick. Letter and see if we can't get this knocked out of the park. Good luck, man. Take care. All right, we'll see you. My experiences in apartments... You know, I I just did normal. I didn't yeah. ha- have raging parties. I didn't set anything on fire. Yeah, but the first no. time I lived in an apartment in El Paso, uh, you know, I was told you know you got to clean it up. Sure, do, sure. Do, do your best to leave it the way you found it. Right. So I go through this thing, like in my mind with a fine tooth comb. Uh huh. I guess there was it had a fireplace and uh-huh. there was some soot. Some soot. Up on the wall, like I cleaned out the fireplace. Right. Well, they hit me with. Oh, I, it well, wasn't twenty five hundred dollars. Five hundred dollars. Five hundred bucks. Yeah, that's that's. So I typical. paid it. But then the next apartment, when I moved out of that one, I, my mom came into town and she was like, "We're gonna. This thing is gonna be. We're gonna hire spot. a crew. And well, it was basically her and I. Yeah, they still found something. I just yeah. I started thinking, oh, this is a. This is a scam it that is. apartments do. It is. They just say, uh, you didn't clean it up good enough or you left it, you know, so we can charge you a little, just a nice little parting shot. Right. Because it's going to cost It's going to cost us, you know, $500 for the month that we can't rent this apartment. Yeah, right. Until we get a new tenant in here. So you're going to offset the cost of that. I wanted to ask you, and I wrote uh, about this case, uh, one of our former employees and a, a guy that I knew very well. Yeah, Rick. I, Rick Mart. Uh, very Rick, good friend of ours. Rick uh, Madrigal, known on the air yeah, Mardi as Rick Gras. Mardi Gras, uh, was killed in 2016. The man they convicted is a guy named Lionel, Lionel Hernandez, and he was convicted in 2019 based on the state's eyewitness 
a woman named Marin, Marinda Palacios. And uh, she was seeing both of the men. Sure. Um, it's, the, it's the alternate perpetrator defense. That's what it's called. This, okay. So they, they uh, ruled that an expert witness was not allowed to testify and that that has thrown the outcome uh, out. So sure. I, they're going to retry. Right. It, it does does not he mean get out of jail? He would still have to post a bond. And on a on a case like this where you're accused of this, if he couldn't make the typically on murder cases, right? They the initial bond is you know half a million to a million dollars. Then you have a bond hearing, and they most of the time for El Paso for this area, most of the time for murders, the 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 cash or corporate surety part of the bond is anywhere from two hundred to four hundred thousand dollars, right? But how much of that do you have to pay? Ten percent, but you have to put up property, you have to put up collateral. So if you don't own a house, or you don't know someone who's yeah, but what to if put you come up with twenty twenty. $24,000. That's fine, but you still have to come up with the collateral to cover the difference. Okay, so you So it's, cover- it's not just what, you know, and, and I get it from the outside. People are like, oh, well, he can just get out of jail. You're going to have to post a lot of money and a lot of property to guarantee that he shows up, right? And so he he's still, he's still charged with it. He does get a new trial. Uh, I will tell you this, um, and I'll let me pull up the text message. I'm sorry, I was. This was a well-known case, and in the article I wrote, I link it to the Borderland Crimes uh, podcast. So Stephanie Vie goes into a lot uh, of detail about this, but it sounds like Hernandez's lawyers are saying that the state's witness, this eyewitness, they're implying that she was the one who pulled the trigger. Right, and that's alternate perpetrator defense. It wasn't me; it was somebody else. Um, then what were you doing there, bro? It was the one-armed man. So. The prosecutors who tried that case originally, uh, very competent, good lawyers. I know, I know them both. Any lawyer is going to object to the defense trying to put on a witness that they don't think is relevant, which is what I think happened. I don't think in that case there was anything done that any other prosecutor wouldn't do in the same situation, right? The judge made a, made a judgment call. The Court of Appeals said that's not correct. So we're going to send it back. You're going to give you a new trial. Trial's going to happen again. Trial's going to happen again. Um, Derek, my partner and I, Rick was a very good friend of ours. Mm-hmm. I, you guys know that Rick also worked for my wife at Destination El Paso. That's right. So I've known Rick for years, through obviously through through this radio station, the one in Cruces he worked at, and with my wife. Um, my wife, you know, they are distraught over this. So I, uh, Derek and I reached out to the district attorney's office um, last week. And told them, you can't, as of 2019, you can't appoint special prosecutors. Before 2019, if the DA's office had a conflict or they needed assistance for some, some legal reason, they could ask to appoint special prosecutors. I have been a special prosecutor for Mr. Sparza's office. Derek has been a special prosecutor because we worked there. We, we were felony prosecutors. We tried murder cases for them. Um, and so long story short is... Um, we contacted the DA's office and said, I, I know that we can't be the prosecutors because we can't do this, but whatever lawyers get assigned this, we will help you mm-hmm. because I want to see it done right. I owe it to my friend. Um, and so they're going to pass that. They, I, I don't think that they know which of their staff has been assigned to it yet, but um, I'm going to put on a different hat. I'm not, I can't try the case. I wish that I could try the case, uh, and I certainly would. Um, but we're going to help 
whoever whoever gets it, we're gonna we're gonna see it through to the end because we all loved Rick, okay. man. He's, well, he's our uh, guy. So here's a quick uh, devil's advocate. What if the defense asks you for for help? Can Absolutely not. <laughs> but could, could they go outside for asking count, they can counsel? Ask whoever they want. Oh, okay. Um, so anyway, just another part of the story was that they were going to present this this expert witness that wasn't right. allowed. He was supposed to pre- present pretty ironclad evidence that it would have been impossible for Hernandez to have been the one who pulled the trigger. Sure, according to them. According to them. So, uh, but your feeling, though, is that the man that was convicted is still going to end up staying in prison. I'm going to do everything in my power to make sure okay. that happens. All right. And Thank I will you. tell you this. Just because they have an expert witness, well, guess what? The DA's office gets to cross-examine that witness. And you know who gets to judge the credibility of that witness? The 12 people from our community are going to get to sit and hear that case. Right. All right. So you can call any witness you want. It's up to the jury to decide if they're credible, what weight, or if this is just nonsense that they're calling somebody to, to be... Because um, anybody can be an expert, sh- right? I mean, you can... I've been an expert. What does that tell you? Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, expert on barbecue. Barbecue. Yeah. Trust your meat advice. I'm, I'm an expert on Obi-Wan Kenobi. Kenobi. <laughs> right. Just Great. so you know, it is up. Uh, and I did pull it up. And you heard that I got up at midnight. I heard and I the was whole watch shit. It's not, oh, it wasn't even. Come on, it's, it's, it's two o'clock yeah. in the morning. So New since York I've, time, since be I've been sitting here, I, I pulled it up on my phone, and there, there's already a scene where they're flying through space, and uh, Vader and I forget her name, Riva. Riva are um, some people don't like that character. I think she's tough. I, I think she's right. There's already Vader. He almost he was about to choke her out. Last episode, God, what, Vader don't play, man. What did you just do, Justin? Honestly, all Buzz told me right now before you got here was like, "Man, I just want to go home right now." I, I, quite quite frankly, I'm surprised he doesn't have it up in here playing it like on the breaks. Now, I want to sit <laughs> down and enjoy, like, I want to sit down and enjoy it. There's only two more episodes left. He doesn't right. know his right. password to log in. That is Oof. true. All right, uh, thank you, Justin. Thank for you, guys. By. Great to see you. Happy and Father's yeah, Day, happy everyone. Father's Day Sunday hey, at Anson Eleven. Stance Eleven. Yeah, if you want reservations, call the restaurant and tell them that JBU sent you. Okay, uh, let's take a break. We're going to come back. Nico Jimian's next with news headlines. Ukraine is pleading for heavy weapons ahead of a NATO meeting. I'll have the details next in news. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. All right, it, we're a little behind. But that's fine. We had really interesting uh, segments when we have Ask a Lawyer. So let's get started with the news. We'll probably have to break it up into two parts just because, you know, we're a little behind schedule. Here is Nico Ajimian with today's top news. Good morning, Nico. Good morning, Buzz. The only way to end the war in Ukraine, either on the battlefield or behind the negotiation table, is a parity of weapons. That's according to Mikhailo Podolyak, an advisor to the head of the Ukrainian presidential office. According to the presidential advisor, Ukraine's military wish list includes 1,000 howitzers, 300 multiple launch rocket systems, 500 tanks, 2,000 armored vehicles, and 1,000 drones. Ukraine Foreign Minister Dmitro Kuleba echoed Podolyak's plea for weapons on Monday in a tweet that recounted Ukraine's recent military triumphs achieved with just limited resources. Podolyak said a meeting of NATO defense ministers will be held in Brussels on June 15th, adding the country is waiting for a decision on the weapons. Russian and Belarusian tennis players who are banned from Wimbledon will be allowed to compete in this year's U.S. Open, but only under a neutral flag, the U.S. Tennis Association said. 
Russian player Daniil Medvedev, the current number one player in the world, won last year's U.S. Open. The USTA said it previously condemned and continues to condemn the, uh, the unprovoked and unjust invasion of Ukraine by Russia. A third of the U.S. population will experience heat advisories today as a week of record-breaking temperatures continues. That's according to the National Weather Service. A heat dome is expected to bring triple-digit temperatures to portions of the Midwest, adding to the early-onset temperatures already baking the Southwest. There are red flag warnings across Colorado, New Mexico, Texas, and Oklahoma for increased fire danger. At least 50 locations could reach or break temperature records today. Several cities, including St. Louis, Nashville, and Charlotte, North Carolina, have already broken their daily records. Extreme heat causes more deaths in America than any other related weather disaster, with the Environmental Protection Agency estimating that more than 1,300 deaths per year in the U.S. are due to extreme heat. Warning signs of heat uh, episodes include nausea, excessive sweating, and a rapid pulse. 102 for El Paso today, so we're definitely in that third of the country that's going to have absolutely record heat, or possibly record heat. Authorities in affected areas are reminding residents to make sure children, the elderly, and pets are kept cool during the excessive heat. Staying hydrated is also recommended for everybody. And that's really true for all the elderly uh, and the pets out there. Don't do your chores during the day. Don't take your dog for a walk during the day. Do the gardening later in the evening. Take your dog for a walk later in the evening when it's dark. Have you ever heard the thing that, like, if you're out walking the dogs, the pavement may be too hot for their little paws? Yeah, so you test it with your feet. If it's too hot for your feet, then it's too hot for the dog's feet. I got hobbit feet, man. It's almost like I'm wearing shoes because I have such <laughs> I bl- thick skin on I my guarantee feet. you, That's all calloused. Dogs actually have hobbit feet, so mm-hmm. they'll yeah they'll be fine as long as your feet uh, don't hurt. Since much uh, I think they say to do it with the palm of your hand. Sure. So if it's hot with your palm, it's too hot for your dog. Yeah, other one. Since it's uh, going to be so hot in so many parts of the country, did you know I have an Alexa? In here, like a, a studio assistant. No. Yeah. Alexa, how hot is it going to be today? <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Hmm. Thank you, Alexa. Do you want to? I didn't know he was going to play that. <laughs> you want to take a break? And yeah. Come back? Is this a good time yes, for a break? Should, yeah. Totally. Okay. Uh, take a break. We'll come back. Part two of the news. We still have entertainment uh, on the way, and there's going to be a real life Squid Game. So <gasps> don't do that news, Nico. Joanna's doing it. entertainment. Right. There's going to be a real life Squid Game. Uh, the grand prize this time around, though, is going to be a full tank of gas. All right. Uh, (laughs) So the stakes are higher, I guess. (laughs) Let's take a break. We'll come back with the rest of the news and more of the Buzz Adams Morning Show right after this. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. And uh, right back into our top stories of the day and news headlines with Nigo Jimmy. Nigo, what else is going on? Two El Monte, California police officers are dead after being shot at a motel. The man accused of shooting them was also killed during the gun battle. 
The officers were ambushed when responding to a report of the possible stabbing of a female at the motel shortly after 5 o'clock yesterday afternoon. Investigators now say it doesn't appear a stabbing even took place. One of the slain officers was a 22-year veteran of the force, while the other had been with the El Monte Police Department for less than a year. One officer was shot in the motel room while the other was shot on the street. Investigators have yet to release further information about the suspect. The female with the suspect was found and not injured or stabbed. Does it sound like this could have been like an ambush? Like the whole point was to get police officers Just to get the police there. Kill the police. Mm -hmm. That's awful. Well, the Federal Reserve could announce a three-quarter point boost in interest rates today. That would be the first hike rate of that size since 1994. The Fed is trying to fight back against soaring inflation. A three-quarter boost increase in interest rates would mean an extra $75 of interest for every $10,000 in debt. That means credit cards are going to be more costly as loans and mortgages will be more expensive as well. On the upside, CDs and savings accounts will get a little fatter. You got an audio there? I'm sorry. No, no audio. I just didn't know if you wanted to say anything. You looked like you were about to. Uh, Joanna. Yes? Are you familiar with the Federal Reserve? Sure, I guess, as much as any person. All right, so... <laughs> which is not much. Yeah. Which is not <laughs> much, to be exactly. true. Okay, uh, if you have a <laughs> savings account, right, did you know, Joanna, that your savings account should be accruing interest? All right. So during the last 10 years, the Federal Reserve has set that rate almost at zero. So no CDs and no savings were actually earning that much. But it was making borrowing money pretty cheap, which means uh, paying off credit cards was a little bit cheaper, as was buying. So are you saying this could be news if you have a lot of money in a savings account? This could be good news. If you have a retirement account, yeah. Okay. If you have a savings account, if you have any CDs. Now, who is it bad news for? This is bad news for the average uh, worker. For anybody that is buying gas, anybody that's buying food, all of those things will increase. Also, if you have a home and or you're thinking of buying a home, uh, buying the home might be a little bit more expensive. Well, President Joe Biden delivered fired-up remarks on the economy before a friendly, cheering audience of union workers in Philadelphia yesterday, acknowledging inflation and high food and gas prices while noting his plans to try and ease the economic pressure American families are facing. High inflation is a major political liability for Biden, who blamed Republicans for blocking a lot of his ideas to lower prices for Americans. During his speech, he heavily praised organized labor and delivered a midterm message. Jobs are back, but prices are still too high, the president remarked. Well, that was an AFL-CIO. Exactly. It was an event for for union workers. Noting the upcoming midterm elections, Biden said America still has a choice to make, a choice between a government by the few, for the few, or a government for all of us. He argued Republicans refuse to consider a minimum corporate tax of 15%. And think that the problem is America, in America today is the, that working families aren't paying enough. He touted his accomplishments, including the infrastructure bill, the millions of jobs created during his time in office, and how American families are carrying less debt and have more savings today than they did before. Well, for months, high prices have pummeled the budgets of everyday Americans, but the economy will likely cool off in the coming months as the Federal Reserve raises borrowing costs through a series of interest rate heights an effort to tame inflation by slowing down the economy and eating away at demand. 
but an unsuccessful series of rate hikes could fail to reduce prices while dramatically slowing the economy, experts said. Such an outcome would bring about something called stagflation, a mix of the two words stagnation and inflation, which describes an economy with low growth and high prices. In other words, the high prices remain, but the lifeline of elevated income disappears. The last major bout of stagflation took place in the 1970s when an oil shortage sent gas and other related prices soaring as it simultaneously dragged down economic output. Some economists believe we're already in a period of stagflation and are cautioning spenders to practice financial prudence, saying it's better to pay off your credit card right now instead of maxing it out. They also warned against going on vacation this summer and said time is better spent on risk management. All right. Well, that doesn't sound like a lot of fun. Don't go on vacation. Save your money. Get ready for worse economic times ahead. Yeah. I mean, I think it's a, it's a sad but uh, true reality is that uh, sometimes it's not always going to be rosy times. And for the past 10 years, like the stock market has just been on fire. It's been a bull market for about the past 10, 12 years. And everybody was just like, oh, it can't get any higher. It can't get any higher. And it has. Well, finally, we're seeing it not getting any higher and the opposite. Uh, so, yeah, it is time to start thinking about protecting yourself, I'd say. Don't uh, spend too extravagantly right now. Don't make any huge purchases in, or, or wait a little bit, maybe. Uh, and think about it. Pay off your credit card. Don't max it out. All those things. Interest rates for credit cards probably going to increase yep. as a result of this. So if you've got, you know, if you carry a balance over from month to month, it's going to increase. Be paying more, more. Yeah. on the interest. So you want to be paying that uh, as much as possible, right? Yeah, if you can pay it, pay it every month. I mean, that's really the smartest thing if you can do it. And I know not everybody. You want to get to that it. principle. You want right. You want to pay off your your credit card bill every month. If at, if you can do that at all, that is one of the wisest money right. decisions you can make. Not everybody can, but yeah, you're right. It, it would be. Yeah, it it is scary. But I, I think people need to start thinking about hedging their bets. You know, protecting themselves financially in all kinds of ways. This is this is the time to do no, it. I'm leaning heavy into NFTs, man. I've made up my mind. Now's the time to get into the board ape market. Oh god, crypto is on its way down right now. Yeah. Have you seen that? Crypto's down in like the twenty thousands. It was over sixty at one point. It was for, over for a single crypto yeah, coin it, or a bitcoin. For one anyway. bitcoin. Joanna, that's a loss of almost like Money that I can't even imagine. Forty thousand dollars for yeah. one. Yeah. Well, so all of it, um, Ecuador's government bought into crypto. Like the 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 president used the the taxpayer money to to we're gonna, pay. We're going to invest in crypto. Crypto's the future for Ecuador. That's what they thought. Yeah. Uh-huh. And for a while, they were riding good times. Well, a committee of advisors at the FDA voted unanimously Tuesday in favor of authorizing the Moderna vaccine for kids ages 6 through 17, paving the way to add one more vaccine to the options available for this age group. Currently, only Pfizer's vaccine is available for kids over five years old. Moderna's vaccine, which was stalled in the regulatory process for months, would give parents just one more option. 
The process to get Moderna's vaccine out to pharmacies and clinics now moves to FDA leadership, which must decide whether to issue an official emergency use authorization. After that, the CDC and their prevention team of advisors will review the data. And finally, CDC Director Rochelle Walensky will issue her recommendation. More than 25 million eligible kids between the ages of 5 and 17 are still unvaccinated, and only about 44% have been fully vaccinated. A bill extending police protection to... a, a bill extending police protection for the Supreme Court justices' families is making its way to President Biden's desk after easy passage by the House, though 27 Democrats did vote against it. The Senate passed the bill unanimously, though. The measure was prompted by protests outside uh, homes of some of the justices. That followed the leak of a draft Supreme Court opinion suggesting an end to Roe v. Wade, the decision which legalized abortion nationwide. Most recently, police arrested a man near the home of Justice Brett Kavanaugh, who was charged with attempted murder. A man dubbed the pro-life Spider-Man is at it again, having scaled the largest tower in Oklahoma without any climbing gear earlier today. He's now in police. The pro-life Spider-Man? Yes. Okay. Uh, The pro-life Spider-Man. And the reason is because he does these free climbing, I guess, exhibitions or stunts. Like he doesn't use like little suction cups or anything? Or no, ropes? no, no ropes, no harness, no hanger, just his just hands. climb stuff. So what did he climb? Oh my God. He climbed the Denton Tower, Dev- the Devon Tower in Oklahoma. And what, I mean, most of the largest buildings in Oklahoma are grain silos, was it? <laughs> Was it a, a crane? <laughs> no, it wasn't a crane silo. I'm sure this or a was a water tower. Sh- no, 144 foot tall skyscraper in Tulsa. Yeah. Yes, yeah, in Tulsa. Uh, but he does this to bring attention to abortion, and usually he leaves signs uh, on the towers where he goes, things that say <laughs> nine. He's against abortion. against abortion. Got it. Sometimes he, the signs say things like 911. No, that uh, abortion kills more people. The 9-11 or something like that. Every, every well, day every, or yeah, yeah, every yeah, other day. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, last month, the same stunt devil made his way up the side of the Salesforce Tower in San Francisco, where he was also arrested. So he gets arrested every time he does it? Yes. Planned Parenthood needs a pro-abortion Dr. Octopus. That's what I think. <laughs> a doc, uh, yes. <laughs> a doc ab? <laughs> okay. Microsoft is retiring Internet Explorer. Nearly 30 years after its launch, the web browser will be no more after Wednesday. Instead, attempts to open up the app will take you to Microsoft Edge. What am I using? Uh, Chrome. Oh, good. All right. So, not even in the wheelhouse. That's something I got to worry about. A longtime resident at the Bronx Zoo in New York City is staying where she is. An animal advocacy group has oh, been fighting to free an happy. Asian elephant named Happy. They argued she was illegally detained for over 40 years and should be taken to a more natural environment. In a vote of five to two, New York's highest court ruled Happy is not a person and doesn't have human rights. That means she's not illegally being held at the zoo. Chief Judge Janet DeFore wrote, No one disputes the impressive capabilities of an elephant, but fundamental human rights don't apply to non-human animals. Do you know what you say to an elephant if they're about to move? What? Pack your trunk. 
<laughs> Thought I might uh, sprinkle some dad jokes in leading up to Father's Day. Please. This is a good time to do it. Please, as many as you can fit in. Well, the manager of a gas station in Northern California has been fired after accidentally selling premium gas for just 69 cents per gallon. John Cecina mistakenly put the decimal point in the wrong place when punching in prices last <laughs> Thursday in Rancho Cordova. Gas was sold for 69 cents per gallon rather than $6.99 per gallon for about three hours. Those are 1968 prices. In that time, it cost the gas station about $16,000. And nobody who filled up went in and said, hey, I think you're... Why would they do that? No, like, no, nobody's a snitch. I'm getting... Ten dollars. That would be like the kid that's like, oh, you, you didn't pick up the homework, miss. Yeah. Sasina uh, says he owns his mistake and his family has started a <laughs> GoFundMe account with the goal of raising 16 grand to pay the gas station back. But it was just an error. error. He didn't do it on... Not on there's purpose. There's no way that he did it on purpose. No, it was an error. But nobody... For as long as it went on, I guess all day. When no, three hours. Three hours for three Imagine hours. People were coming, coming up in. On that and, and just, you're like, what? Yes, yes, amazing. You're you be- go fill up, go run, like drive around a bit, then come back and fill up again. I would get like an above ground swimming pool liner and put it in the bed of my truck. <laughs> 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 just <start filling> <laughs> At last check, just north of forty six hundred has been raised. And finally. Do you have a few extra bucks burning a hole in your pocket? Well, Disney is offering a once-in-a-lifetime trip to all 12 of their parks, if you've got the money. For $110,000, guests can go on what Disney calls a bucket list adventure. It's a 24-day tour that stops at all 12 Disney theme parks around the world, as well as man-made wonders like the Pyramids of Giza and the Eiffel Tower. Travelers will take a private jet and get the ultimate VIP experience at each park, staying at Disney accommodations on site. But there's only 75 spots available. 110,000. 110,000. You get to go to each park one time. Though. Each park one it's time. Like a Do lifetime I get a pass? fast pass? What if you didn't? <laughs> I no, screw that. They still have my money. They don't need more of it, all right? I, okay, it would not be worth it without the fast pass, right? Without the fast pass, not worth no. it. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. Oh, tomorrow's your skate party, guys, at 3 Woo! o'clock, so we need to get some more winners skating who are party. not only going to win the skate party with Nico and Joanna, but also $50. $50 gift card! And you get to skate with me and Joanna. At skate, rattle, <laughs> and roll. So, uh, dude, sounds hella fun. You and a guest. I'm excited. Or you could take kids and they could skate, and you could use the fifty dollars gift card at like the Dallas Cowboy store or the Wilson Leathers. I'm trying to think. The Crocs store. Do they have a whole store that's nothing but Crocs? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Nothing but Crocs. Nothing but Crocs. Always align. They get the super uh, the rare uh, limited edition Crocs, you know? They have, I mean, you know, $50, you can put like little could... charms on the Crocs. Yeah. $50, you could buy like 200 pairs of Crocs probably with that. Right? <laughs> no. 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 Are Crocs are not that, that cheap. No, you could buy a pair that's uh, on sale probably. So we're going to have that coming up. Crocs are like 50 bucks. No way. Yeah, that's the brand. Those have got to be like the yeah. easy Crocs or something, right? Just regular Crocs? I 
for I the bought, brand Crocs. Yeah. Maybe I maybe I bought off brand off brand, brand. Yeah. Crocs. Right. I brought Crocs. I bought, <laughs> I bought cracks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to get to entertainment news. Joanne is going to bring us today's entertainment news. Uh, coming up also, Bob Costas had some pretty harsh words for Phil Mickelson and Dustin Johnson. Oh, my God. Basically, the golfers I, who are going over to the Saudi Arabian golf golf tour, and he's calling it blood. It's just it blood, is blood Have you seen the interviews he's with them? wrong. He's not wrong. Yeah. yeah, they don't have a good answer. They know that was part of the deal, I think, when they It's like they're co- trying accepted to come the up money. with like a very nice answer, but you know they really just want to say, it's the money. It's money. Right. But like, why the, am I invested in this? Yeah. Why are you even, why are you invested in this? Stupid golf. But their interviews are so interesting because you can tell that they're uncomfortable. All they really want to do is talk about golf, nothing else. And the reporters are sure. asking these, you know, <laughs> what about these what understandable ab- questions about, hey, understandable, uh, yeah. what about the dude that's paying you and his killing of that journalist? And Phil Mickelson just looks sad. Like he just sad looks with sad with his big old eyes. His eyes are like, well, Man, I, just I, don't know. I don't know what to tell you. You know I what? I want to compete. Go and, back uh, and jump in your vault of money like Scrooge McDuck and swim around in it because that's why. <laughs> that's what makes you that's happy. That's why you're doing yeah. it. Why am I talking about this? Yeah, why do you it's care inter- about it's golf? Super Joanna? interesting. And I what, don't care. What? What? It's cost, showing up in her news feed now. It is, and then like I get ads on TikTok now. It hurt me. Well, wait till you hear what Bob Costas had to say about it because he didn't really pull any wait. punches. Coming up on Sunday, 5 to 7, every Sunday from 5 to 7, it is Q Connected, our focus on new rock. If it's new and it rocks, Q Connected is the source for it. This week, after three decades of Jackal, their upcoming August release, Jackal 30, is going to further cement the band's reputation as one of the no-holds-barred, rule-breaking bands of all time. So, new rock from Jackal's new album also daniel paulus your host for q connected puts a feature on local rock so some of the local bands making the cut this week cordova los pops and full bloom that is q connected sundays five to seven brought to you by the rock house at 9828 montana coming up friday june the 24th don't miss if you love sepultura the core of that band max and igor have a band. It's Return Beneath Arise. And that is again Friday, June 24th, week from Friday at the Rock House, 9828 Montana. And Q Connected, Sundays 5 to 7 on 95.5 KLAQ. Time for Hollywood Notes and News with Joanna Barber. Good morning, Joanna. Good morning. There's nothing worse than being in the middle of a two beefing friends. Just ask Tyler Perry. Not only is he friends with both Will Smith and Chris Rock, but he was also present for that infamous slap on Oscar night. I think you can think of something worse than being in between two friends. What's that? Getting slapped on national television by Will Smith. That's a good point, actually, yeah. (laughs) Well, we all saw Tyler speak to Will. Perry told Gail Keane during the director series at the 2022 Tribeca Film Festival. He said he spoke with Chris first because the slap was, quote, wrong in no uncertain terms. He told Will that it was wrong, too, and said that Will was devastated and couldn't believe what just happened, which I can also say 
probably Chris thought the same thing. <laughs> Both Tyler and Bradley Cooper were photographed speaking with Will right after the incident. And when asked if he was comforting Will, he said it wasn't the time for that and said, quote, there's a difference between comforting and de-escalating. He explained being friends with both of them. It's been very difficult and added, quote, and trust me, as painful as it was for all of us in the room, it was as painful for Chris, who was a pure champion for the way he handled it. Uh, I'm going to say it was more painful for Chris than anybody else because he actually got slapped. It was more pain, yeah, right? He had to be up, and then he carried on like nothing. Are you kidding? Like, uh, yeah. He did it so well. The best moment was you could see it when Chris Rock is like, oh, I could like, and he's thinking of like if he went, he could have annihilated Will Smith. I think, Jada, I think, and he didn't uh, do it. He's like, uh, I still have to present this award. I've got to carry on. Chris Rock should get to be the Oscar host if he wants it forever. next year. Yeah. I'm going to say for the next ten years, for as long, for as, long as, as Will, Will Smith, Smith is banned from the <laughs> Oscars, Chris Rock autom- automatically gets to be the host. Hey, I might have an and unpopular he gets to opinion. Make as many Jada bald jokes as he wants, and he to. won't have to worry because Will won't, won't be, be in there. the audience. Right. Maybe this has helped Chris Rock's career. I don't. Uh, I don't know if you guys had heard about Chris Rock's actually. Yeah, I kind of agree with you. Or his comedy before this, but because his, after all this happened. His show started selling out. Oh, it's, I gotta imagine Chris Rock probably no. sells off, sells out most of his no, shows. No, his shows weren't, they weren't sold, they weren't out, sold out, before. out before this happened. Yeah, Chris Rock had kind of had a lowered comedy profile before this this happened, and definitely people were not, you know, racing to go see Chris Rock shows, especially because he hadn't put out any new material or any new sets lately. Oh, the, so you're saying he had not had he been touring? No, he okay, hadn't, so he hadn't really been touring. Been touring. He hadn't really been touring, but and so. This but he had also branched out. He produced the 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 most recent Saw movie. He produced. I, and I didn't even know about that. Oh, that's such a good movie. Y'all. See, oh, is it? See, that's it how is. low his profile is. That as a comic, I didn't even know that that's what Chris Rock had been up to. I think that the Will Smith slap brought him back, reignited, reignited his it. Yeah, from the edge of death. Perry continued to say, "I want you to understand that something happened. That." Something happened that was extremely painful for Will as well. That is no excuse. He was completely wrong for what he did. But something triggered him that is so out of everything he is. Boz Lerman wants to assure people that even though he passed on Harry Styles for Elvis, he couldn't help falling in love with the pop star during his audition. Lerman clarified remarks he'd made previously about not casting Styles as the rock and roll icon, adding more details this time about his audition performance. He told Entertainment Weekly, quote, We absolutely workshopped it, and it was joyous and so enjoyable, and he was so awesome. But he's also got a whole other life, and you have to lock yourself away for 18 months. I like to use auditions to learn something myself about the character and the material and all of that, so I wouldn't be able to deny that Harry and I had a really good workshop on it. I thought what he had said was, at the you know the final decision is that he would just be too recognizable as Harry right. Styles. Those were the earlier comments he had made. He had said, Harry is already an icon, so it would be very hard for people to kind of I'd like to see the audition tape if they ever put that out. Like I know, a, right? Like, is it like does he have a good accent? Like a good uh, Elvis accent? Probably. Speaking of accents, great segue there, Nico. Thank you. Austin Butler is getting to the bottom of the internet's obsession with his Elvis voice. Over the weekend, Entertainment Tonight spoke with 30-year-old actor, and he shared why he can't shake the voice. 
honestly, I didn't even know what he sounded like before. So to me, that's probably his real voice. He kind of had Texas accent in he came Once Upon a Time in yeah, Hollywood because right? he played Tex Watson. Uh, so he ends already up getting had killed kind of by like Brad that draw. In Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, he looks completely different. Then, well, in this Elvis movie, of course, because he's Elvis. But in that movie, I didn't know who the actor was, right. but mm-hmm. I definitely made a mental note that oh, this this guy's good. It was not the biggest role in the movie, but it was like this this young actor is very good. I knew him <laughs> I because thought. he was dating Vanessa Hudgens. <laughs> oh, I didn't know that before. Uh, so I so when I was at Alamo, and she's what one of the Cheetah Girls or something? No, shut up. From High School Musical. Oh, uh, when I was uh, covering for Joanna at Alamo, I, they had the Elvis previews going uh-huh. on. And it looks like a great movie. First of all, it looks like it's going to be a really good movie. But uh, this guy, Austin Butler, is just so handsome. Like, I'm just going to put it out. I mean... Yeah, he is handsome. You're not wrong. And the way that they make him look like Elvis, like, especially (laughs) handsome. Like, blue, blue eyes. They're focusing on the face. He looks really good like Elvis. Elvis, maybe. I'm going to quote True Romance here for a second. All right. Okay. The prettiest man who ever lived. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. So pretty. So, uh, so Austin Butler really uh, <laughs> does a good job at capturing that. In uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, he didn't look attractive. Like he looked dirty. He looked dirty. Yeah, yeah. He's an actor. Yeah, he's a good I guess. actor. I think he's a good so, actor. In conclusion, in conclusion, great actor. Great actor. <laughs> yeah, that's the point. Yeah. <laughs> Finally. Oh Are no! We ready? Is this <gasps> red light, green light theme, or is this uh, <gasps> tug of war? No, this is the soldiers. Not oh. a lot of people who are watching Squid Game were thinking, I wish this was real and that it was happening to me. But for anyone who was thinking that, you can have your chance without the killing, probably. Netflix is creating a real-life Squid Game competition show that they're hyping as the biggest reality competition ever. It's called Squid Game, The Challenge, and it'll have 456 players competing in a series of games for the chance to win $4.56 million. $4.56 Is this going to be... oddly specific. Like Korean-based? No, or? this is dollars. Those numbers, no, no, but is it? are the contestants going to be... Korean mostly no, or just worldwide? Everybody. everybody. Worldwide. Now, the numbers are notable because there were 456 players on the fictional show. Oh. And the total prize in South Korean currency was 45.6 billion won. That's more than $38 million in U.S. money. Wow. I think when that show was going on, that was like the number one Googled thing. Like, well, how, how much, much is 45.6 billion won in the show? Yeah, is that how much they were playing for? $45.6 billion. billion. Won. But weren't they going to have to split it if there was more than one survivor, or was there only going to be one survivor? I think there was always only going to be one survivor. Buzz never finished it, Joanna. I didn't finish it. You didn't finish it? When they, okay, no, I'll tell yeah. you when I, when I... Where did you stop watching? When they got out uh-huh. and then went to report it to the police, and the police kind of brush them off, and then they decide, oh, I want back in. At that point, I was I like, really need uh, that money. That's like it's the really first episode. Dumb. No, no, no. That was like the fourth or fifth. They could have just no. played golf for Saudi Arabia. Okay, it was like the second <laughs> No, they second were there episode. and they couldn't leave. And then when they got to the outside world and somehow after all they'd been through, they're like, they got yeah, invited I'm go back, back more. And then they went back, yeah. That's like and the then second. not one single person was like, you know, I'm going to the press with this or I'm going to make it. It was a, too I'm, unbelievable I'm gonna, for you. <laughs> I'm going to try again with the cops. 
that, right? that point, I was just like, oh, God, Am I just crazy, Joanna? Or what did right f- after the show premiered, I thought a bunch of places were doing competitions or fake a squid game. A lot of game. places were doing like the, the game challenges, like the tug of war, yeah. the, the thing with the sugar. Some of the games are not, they might be like the squid game I'd never heard of. Yeah, I'd never but heard of squid game. I guess maybe that's a real game they play on playgrounds in Korea. Mm-hmm. I'd say they introduce a few more American Hell yeah. games like uh, Red Rover, Red Rover, send Joanna right over, <laughs> except you get shot. <laughs> like if you can't break if through. If you can't break whatever. through, you get Did shot. Did you ever play Knuckles? Knuckle, bloody Knuckles. Bloody Knuckles. We call them Bloody yeah. Knuckles. What the hell is Knuckles? Bloody uh, Knuckles. Let me see if I played the same version you did. You would hold your hand out in a fist and the other person would get to wrap it either with a pencil or a ruler. But pencils were... Is that how you would do it? We use quarters to fling them at each other's knuckles, and you oh, put your. We use pencils, and you hit until it somebody gives bloody? up. I until, guess. So, until it gets bloody, yeah. The first one to bleed loses. Boom! <laughs> Add that to Squid Game. Duck, there... duck, gun. Yeah. Duck, duck, <laughs> <gun>. <laughs> you guess? Duck, duck, death. Tag. Hide and seek. Hide Did and they do a freeze seek. tag? Freeze tag is good. Oh, we had so many different variations. You gotta of watch tag. at least the tug of war episode. Chinese freeze tag. What's Chinese, Chinese freeze tag? tag? Okay, so it's regular freeze tag. God, in Oklahoma, it must must, must be the most racist version. Right, of it. I'm almost scared. <laughs> to I, hear I, the I am sure that this was played everywhere. Chinese freeze tag, same rules as freeze tag, but to unfreeze somebody, mm-hmm. you have to go between their legs. So they you you stand like you're frozen. digging towards China. If you're frozen, you. you <laughs> Stand with your legs apart because the only way somebody can unfreeze you is by going. What if you freeze without your legs, uh, like separated? You're allowed to adjust to make okay. your legs. And why is apart. it called China? I don't know. It was that I didn't make it up. It was already a thing people were playing. <gasps> it was, when I it was, was a the kid. racist adults who taught us this. <laughs> I don't know. We also had uh, Chinese fire drills too. Really? You know what that is? No. What? That's where you get out of the car yeah, and you yeah. switch places. <laughs> uh, you know oh, what it okay. is. Don't act like I'm from a totally different millennium. Oh, they I did guess that I am technically. House. You stop the car, somebody yeah. says Chinese fire drill, and you get out of the car and you run around it. It's usually only it. funny when like everybody in the car knows what you're doing except one guy. And in Full House, they lock themselves out of the car. So. <laughs> Playing, did they call it Chinese fire drill? I can't remember what they called I bet it. they but. did. They called it Asian fire <laughs> drill, okay? <laughs> Well, there aren't many details on how the show will work other than it will be a massive competition and social experiment. If you're interested in joining, you can apply at squidgamecasting.com. Little deadly hopscotch? <laughs> What's right. that? Hopscotch. Hopscotch. Just regular hopscotch? But with death. Yeah, oh, but, but with death. But if you don't win, you, you, you die. die. Yeah. Got it. I with, guess they're not going to die on this TV They version, probably right? won't. I mean, we never know. You never know what's going to happen. Kickball? Kickball's a good one. Yeah. Except in this one, they just kick you in the balls. Yeah. That's their Kick version. Kick balls. And that's how you die. <laughs> With your entertainment news, I'm trying to mark one. <laughs> hey, the uh, U.S. Open golf tournament begins today, and a lot of these oh guys that God. are playing... Oh, God. Are, are you talking about at- tennis? Are we talking about tennis, right? Because there's a U.S. Open in tennis. This is golf uh, <sighs> that I'm talking about. The other... Do you guys Great want, sport. Do you guys want want to hear Bob Costas' takedown of the 54 tour or the LIV oh. tour? I kind of do. Yes. All right. So, first of all, Brooks Kepka, who has not announced that he's joining the 
LIV. 54. The 54. Nonetheless says that he's tired of being asked about it. This sounds like a guy who's probably going to be the next one to sign up. So what's happening is a lot of the big stars, and these are stars, Dustin Johnson, Phil Mickelson, uh, Louis Oosthuizen, and some others, get paid up front to join this tour. But as Bob Costas is going to tell us, it's just blood money. Uh, Rory McIlroy, who won the Canadian Open over the weekend, kind of implies here that LIV golfers are are taking the easy way out. So I think Rory is a pretty diplomatic guy, but you can hear you know that he doesn't think much of these players jumping ship, uh, especially for a a buttload of money from a, a horrible regime that carries out all kinds of human human rights abuses. Right. What but accent is that? Irish or Scottish? Uh-huh. Irish. Rory McIlroy? Irish, I believe. Um, so what he's implying there is these players took the money <laughs> because they felt like, oh, okay, well, I've I've won all I'm going to win on the real tour, so I'm just going to take this guarantee. They get to keep the money. So Phil Mickelson reportedly got $200 million. Oh, my God. He doesn't have to win. They would have given Tiger Woods a billion dollars, and Tiger Woods wouldn't have to even place in a tournament. That money is all up front. Bob Costas was on CNN, and he just kind of laid it out. Here's the reason Phil Mickelson looks so sad. Here's the reason these guys are so tired of answering questions about Saudi Arabia and human rights abuses and the, uh, you know, the discrimination against uh, LGBTQ people in Saudi Arabia because. The only answer they have is, it's money. I just took the money. Yeah, so they keep asking these questions. The golfers are getting tired of answering it. Maybe they just, what what if somebody just said, they gave me $200 million. They gave me almost a quarter of a billion dollars, and I don't have to win anything. I mean, that would be the honest answer. That would be refreshing anyway. But uh, what if all the players decided, yeah, this is too good to get in on, and too many players went over to this other tour, what would happen? 